You have butterfly wings. Pray tell, what's going on in your little life that now you're happy that you've got butterfly wings? Uh, I'm playing Minecraft and on the server we'll run. There's a thing called trails, and I've made myself have butterfly trails. I have butterfly wings flying around. Hmm. Can I go with like massive metallic devil wings? Uh, it's either f um, butterfly or angel for wings. Boo. Mm. God, big bionic wings, they would have been good. They would. But. Huh? Hmm? What? Hey? Hey, what now? I'm confused. Just the one who started it. I. Whatever. This is the Immaterial Gamers Podcast. Hello. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Hi Stefan. Do it out, that hurt. Okay. My character style. My introduction of Stefan hurt him. That's a you've very always, interesting you've always, start. You've always hurt him. Now, it's an interesting pre-start and start to the warm-up that we've had over the past 60 weeks. All you do is ever hurt me. Oh, whatever. But that's your like, goal in life, I bet. What, to hurt you? To hurt people? Don't just hurt me. Alright, hold on, hold on. What made you think that you're special that you'd be the only one who gets hurt? Because you're too kind to do it to anyone else. Nah, equal opportunity, uh, equal opportunist arsehole would be the way to go. That's a lie. Why is it? You're not an arsehole. Alright, cool. You're oh, what's that? And you're not mine. Hmm. That's some more insight into the personalities of Immaterial Gamers, everyone. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It's a week. Well, it's a, it's a Sunday, not a Saturday. Sunday was an interesting change of day for the Saturday recordings of a podcast now. Because Saturday was busy. But we'll talk about more about that later. Because uh, it's, as we're recording this, is my birthday. He's old. Yeah, I'm 32 years old now. He's old. Ooh. I'm the so only person. I think, I think I'm the only person of Immaterial Games who actually pronounces when they've actually aged up. Because I don't age up. Well, you do, the number ticks over. My just body clock, yeah, my mental age now. I was about to say, yeah, just because the mental statistics don't change. I go by mental age. Mental age. Goodness, mental age, you're about 50. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Old enough to know better, yet young enough to not care, is is basically how it goes. And you know what? That'll continue through the rest of life. You're definitely not a real person. I quite clearly am a real person. Uh, I've, I've, I've never seen you in real life. You, to I, me, you could be a computer. Right, so what was Saturday? I don't believe in Saturdays. Oh my god, you, you are just being the contrarian this week, aren't you? I always am. What's your point? The, the, right. Whatever this fever that you've got is, I think we need to like either amp it up or shut it down. Whatever causes you to have a bit more of the semblance of the normal that we know of you, not like this weird. Being I'm in a simulation. No one's real, especially not the co-host of the podcast. I'm sat here. Oh, it's just you. That's not real. I know everyone else is real. Right, I think we need to get you help, but before we do that, we've got a podcast to go through, so let's just, uh... You have a figment of my imagination. Let's skip the rest of it. Figment of the imagination, whatever. And we'll just move on <laughs> to what's been played. What's been played? Woo! So, What's Steph, been played, figment of my imagination? No, 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 it's your turn first. <laughs> Yay! My imagination lets me go first. No, I let you go first. Imagination's got nothing to do with it. That's what they all say. Get going. I've not played anything new, but I have found fun things in Borderlands. I, I found Rick and Morty. Yeah. Which you, well, no, well, no one else of us have found yet. No. So right. So okay. So you. So is this the story of Easter egg hunting? Easter egg hunting in Borderlands Three then? Yeah. Let, let, let's do that one. Yeah. Yay! Easter egg hunt. 
Yeah, so... You might have to, have to help me with some of them, because half of them I won't even, like, get, because I know some of them were quotes for games and that I don't play. Yeah, so... Borderlands 3 is... What's the, what's the best way to say it? Heavy on its pop uh, culture he- references? Hell yeah. I'm quite surprised there's not, like, a Donald Trump thing in it. I'm... <sighs> I mean, we've we've experienced some. Like you said, you've experienced Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty! References. Was it actually that you found characters called Rick and Morty, or was it just... No, they were called Rick and Morty, both the characters. Yeah. And the one who was Rick had big blue hair like Rick. Okay. And was partling around. Right. And okay. also, when, when I was killing the Marty, he did turn around and go, She, Rick! I think they got us in the Marty voice. I'm actually wondering if it if I have spotted this. Was this in the Battle Royale place? It was when you're doing the quest for the guy in the toilet. When you spray when you spray paint in the wall, that's when they appeared on mine. Ah, uh, that's just before not... I started spray painting. I think that's because they're not actually called Rick and Morty. I think one of them's a female. It's called Vic. I oh. know the character that you're talking about now. Yeah, and just constantly. Well, one of them pew, is pew, pew, well, I heard, everywhere. Yeah, and I ended up killing them. And I was hoping for some sort of like special gun for it, but no. Mm. Yeah, I was hoping for some like weird portal grenade or some shit. A grenade mm. that opens like sends things somewhere else. <laughs> Don't kill them; it just moves them. Mm. But yeah, now that's I mean, it's, it is ridiculously heavy. I have to admit, when I saw it, it did look a bit female. The first thing that popped to me because of the way it looked, and that I went, Rick, because I heard the other one, because I heard the one what you're saying called Vic, said Marty. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think I just jumped to the conclusion, Rick and Marty, kill him. But there was like there was others, wasn't there? There was a. Uh... Um. What oh, was the one that? we found the other day? So we found a. Like, it was a reference to. There's plenty of references to Destiny. In there. Oh yeah, that's the one we found yesterday. So there was a there was a creature that looked like a ghost, and it was called Dinklebot. Dinklebot. And you killed it, and it dropped a legendary item called the Lutogram. And playing for the old Destiny's joke of going to the Engram Master, and you know, oh look, here's your purple Engram. Oh, here's a green item. You go yeah, to. That- I do remember that. With the very first one, you did kind of get shit. Yeah, Master Rahul was a dick. But, um, yeah, you go to Crazy Earl, he takes your lootogram, he goes, what the hell is this? And just throws a common gun out on the floor. Is it so, a common gun he throws out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, common. isn't it? Yeah, it's light. It's common. So, yeah, waste of time that was. We We faced what could only assume to have been members from Steven Universe... Oh yeah, you got that one. I, 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 to be honest, I've watched the show. I'd never really noticed them there. Which is weird because I've not watched the show and I know exactly who they are. Like a whole bunch of strike force of characters named after precious gems. Yeah, I knew that much. I just didn't get the reference while we we're killing them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that and there's there's, there's Paul references and. Um, there is actually one that when you face the Guardians in, in Borderlands 3, one of the challenges is called Eyes Up. Was it? Yep. Oh, yeah. For killing so many Guardians. It's just called Eyes Up. And um, that's obviously based on, well, what used to be Peter Dinklage's first words in Destiny, then became Nold Norths of Eyes Up, Guardian. Like, oh, yeah, fun. It's nice. Congratulations. Gearbox, you're making years old references. It's perfect. Next, That's what they normally next, do, isn't it? Next, you'll get me to push someone into lava and they'll just have one thumbs up as they fall down. Sounds like fun. So, um, other than Easter eggs, have you had any other stories? Uh, not really. Hmm. Not that I can pair in my head, anyway. Apart from the fact that I find the game's starting to become a little bit um how do i put it it's really up and down like one minute i'm under leveled for an area which mm. i'm meant to be in and next thing i'm like over leveled yeah I've, I've had that like i think there's still some 
bugs that need working out and there's, there's been hot fixes recently which I've been knowing because I've been in the middle of something, paused it because I needed to speak to someone and just immediately thrown up a, a game update is required. Do you want to apply the update? Fuck no, I'm in the middle of a quest. Have they fixed the um, frame lag yet? No. That's that's a performance issue that needs to be rectified by a patch, not a hotfix. Yeah, true. So, so yeah, no, no luck on that. But, God, they seem to be... They're messing around with the... I don't know what it is with Gearbox's Borderlands story, or with Borderlands 3 in particular, because you, you got the beats, particularly with Borderlands 2. Mm. It hit you with emotional levels of, you know, stuff in there. And the, the most characters in that were crazy, or they were pricks. But none was much more of a prick than Hampson Jack. He wasn't. Hampson he was, Jack. Yeah, Hampson Jack. I'll, I'll say it correctly next time. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you said Hamster Jack. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, not not Hamster Jack. The Ballad of Hamster Jack is not not a thing. It's like the Ballad of Dead Cop. But um, Dead Cop is a legend. He is. He he lives on in our hearts, even though he clocks in at nine o'clock every day. It's it's weird. But um, yeah, Han- Handsome Jack. Hey, <laughs> he clocks out, but he never leaves. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he was a prick, and there were still questions like, really, how irredeemable is he? And nothing is more irredeemable in his character than the fight against Angel, two-thirds in, where he's basically, you know, here's the story. His daughter, a siren, he's being used as a motherfucking battery to power shit at Hyperion. And he couldn't give a shit about the pain that she's having caused. And then just basically drains her to make the vault key. Sounds reasonable. And forces her to attack you and, you know. Again, sounds reasonable. It's not not reasonable at all. Bloody well is. It's not. And then has the fucking gall to say he's now coming out for your heads because you had to kill his daughter. Like he's sent his own family to his death, and then he's unhappy that they died. Because you're to blame. No. Not not really. No, because no, because if he was, you know, if he was half the, you know, the dude that he should have been, he should have just come for you himself. But you see, the other thing with Borderlands Three is that Borderlands Three is, I'm finding it hard. To consider anyone not a prick in this game. You see, you, you say that, but then I watched a show the other day, I can't remember which show, about how to use your family to fit more efficiency. More efficient. If you've got it, use it. If you've got your family, use them. I can't remember what show this was, you know. I'm not sure. Is it, are you sure this is not something in your head? No, this was a show where they were talking about, um, like, if you've got a family, you, you need to learn how to use your family. Type thing. Wow, what kind of Donald Trump inspired garbage was this? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was funny though. That's just fucking. No. No, you don't just. I have to go back and see what I've been watching recently. It's probably on Netflix. Sure. But. But yeah. Okay. So so that's 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 Easter eggs and character dynamics and how. Well, I mean that being said. Before we do continue, we did get to a story beat in in Borderlands where a character dies, but there's there's only so much you can go in the these are pricks we must kill them. It's in this bit. It's in um, Dischanted season two. Oh, oh, Matt Groening inspired nonsense, but um, <laughs> he's a future. He's a future tower. It, He's not his sweatshop animators are. Well, he, someone told them to do it. Yeah, he did. No, no, he's the future teller. He tells them what future. I, sure. But, yeah. If you've already at the high scale of these are irredeemable pricks, kill them. You can't just then kill off other characters and then go, well, there you go, here's motivation to kill them. We already had it. 
is always motivated. They already had everything. it. There's no need. Everyone. There's no need. It doesn't need doing. Everything needs doing. No, but the, that's what I'm saying. They've already at the top of the right, okay, there's a reason to kill them scale. Okay. There's no other upper limit. All you're doing by killing major characters off is just, you know, killing, killing them characters off. For, off. Yeah. For killing characters' sake. Rip character. Every, so, sometimes characters just need to be killed. Hmm. I don't know if they needed to go the way of the of the Thanos though. That, that, that was funny. Major character didn't feel so good. That would have been even better if that was the actual line. Mm. I don't feel so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was that. Um, so well, know. at least there's a new siren somewhere. Well, yeah, Maybe something somewhere. Yeah, if the rule of six is to be believed. I don't believe it is, and if it is, it's already been broken. I mean, technically, a Siamese twin is one until you cut them apart. Yeah, but then the other one basically didn't get powers, basically become a, like, a leech. Yeah, but now we've learned that they can actually leech as well. True. So, to be honest, I'm actually wondering if at that point... We don't know at this point, because we've not got that far in the story, but I'm wondering if one will betray the other and leech him. I think both of their powers are the exact same thing, and they've never really realised. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Oh, uh, God, right, okay, you've called my bluff for my game. It's already been taught, it's already been shown on something immaterially different over the past you're weekend. You're a goose! Yes, I've been playing Untitled Goose Game. Because you're a Lucy Goose. I am a dick. A That's a goose. That goose needs to be an honourable member of the Emmy Gamers. Uh well I think I, I think I put on, on Twitter when I actually like you know, when the the update was posted is, is that I just feel that me and that goose are one and the same. That goose and Emmy Gamers in general is one and the same. I think I yeah, I may have to may have to add the a member of that. So here the members of Immaterial Gamers Ryan, Steph, goose. Matt, D, Goose. Honk. Goose, the most famous of them. He is known, a, but known to all. He is a famous goose. But uh, yeah, Untitled Goose Game. It's a stealth game by House House. Some uh, independent developers who made a game called Push Me Pull You. What you don't know is they're also Roadhouse. They're not Roadhouse. They're just House House. Shh, they don't know this. I think they do. Well, they do now. Well, yeah, because... We're journalists, no, we're not, but we're, we're, we're a Wait, bunch of people we... with microphones who... I was about to say, we're journalists, we give out fake news. No. And and miserable news. And anything that could be classed as treason or anything that could make anyone feel better is basically banned and not newsworthy. Milk causes type 2 di- uh, diabetes. Here's 10 reasons why. Tomatoes come... Num- Have you heard about the one with the whole tomato thing about like five years ago? No. Tomatoes cause cancer, and then about a week later, it also helps prevent cancer. Pick a lane, news. It's because um, they found out tomatoes feed one cancer, but prevent other cancers. Sure. But then, if you go by most foods, most foods that do that, so... No. So it's like, look, food in general feeds cancer because of whatever is in it. And then... Other foods will stop other cancers, but will give you other cancer. Pillocks. Just, just mad. But, uh, yeah. I'm never gonna let you go. <laughs> Untitled Goose Game. Back to that. Yeah, stealth game where you're a goose in an English countryside. Just causing havoc on people. And it's so funny. And oddly, and, and oddly charming. And you waddle around and you, your goose just... Makes a little pitter patter sounds as it just moves from terrain to terrain. It waddles like a goose. It flaps like a goose. You can mess with its neck like a goose. It honks like a goose. And it's called Bruce. It's just called Goose. But I think oh, Bruce. Bruce sounds like a good name for a goose. Bruce the Goose. Bruce all Goosely. Bruce all Goosely. The most Go- famous goose of them all. Goosely. Goosely! Martial, <laughs> martial arts combatant. 
martial arts expert Goose Lee. Honk. Known for his goose style. (laughs) Drunken goose. Drunken goose. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, your controls are literally, you, you run, you bend your neck, you can pick up stuff with your beak, you can honk. That's your controls. And you have a to-do list. She's got very nice handwriting considering it's a to-do list for a goose. A to-do-se list. A to-do-se list? Yeah, or a to-goose list. Mm, I don't like this list no more. But yeah, you just mess with people in the in the village. Be it taking a hat from a greengrocer or... Not greengrocer, a gardener, groundskeeper. Um, you know, panicking a boy into a phone box. Um, causing an argument between two neighbours. It's it's all good. And the the bit that, is, that I like the most, the two bits I like the most, it's all sound related. One is the fact that it's like a, it's just like a Mr. Bean style comedy. No one says anything. The only sound effect really, in terms of speech, is a goose. Just the honk. But because the goose doesn't understand it, and you only get the things the goose understands. Mm. But the other bits is like when you're sneaking up behind us, like little piano music cues. How do you know a goose doesn't hear like that? What, it only hears piano and honk? And things being dragged. Hmm. But it also, yeah, the honking, when you grab stuff in the beak, it does affect the honk. (coughs) (coughs) Yeah, which is nice. So, you know, so it'll just do a honk, honk. But when it's got something in its mouth, it'll, you know, be a little muffled. Honk, honk. And then if it's got a harmonica in its mouth, it'll be like, honk, honk, honk. And it'd be my, <coughs> Or there's the, the walkie-talkie, where if it honks, it just goes, honk. Trust me, you'll like this game. It's a lot better than yeah. Brown Generic Shooter number 52. Or Medieval RPG the 40th that's not Dragon Age. My Goat Simulator? I don't want to be Goose Simulator. Nah. Goat Simulator had its time. It had gooses. Ooh, that being said, Goat, Simula- Goat Simulator versus Untitled Goose Game. <coughs> or or Goose Simulator. No offence, but I think the goat's going to win. Coffee Stain Studios. House House. Collaborate. Go. Bah. Honk. Bah. Honk. You are a honk. Honk. So, uh, I'm going to start to sound like I called you a hunk. He, I'm not. God, don't we know it. Yeah, speak for yourself. But uh, yeah, that's and yeah, that's technically the games that we played. But I've got a, a spot call question. And for that, we do need to talk about something else that both you and me, and then also Steve, Matt, Darius, and Martin played over the weekend. Prove, you can't prove nothing. Yeah, that's right. It was Quiplash. No, um, no, we played an escape game. We played, we played spaghetti. We didn't play spaghetti. I do like playing spaghetti though. It's hmm. But uh, yeah, just just fun times. We went we went to an escape room yesterday. The place was called Clue HQ in Manchester, and it was very very fun. Certainly, at least I thought so. I want to be hung. No, well, look, look, let's take into the cat that, that just, just, you know, out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, um, so we've got these blindfolds. Well, this is, this is a, this is a different situation I've ever been in compared to the escape rooms I've done in the past. Still the best part. That was the funniest part. Just watching, you know, watching six men just get given blindfolds and going, uh... You know, I had my blindfold on for the whole thing of that, right? I just kind of lifted it up slightly. And oh, I did, I did, up. I did see that. Yeah, you just kind of had it over your forehead. It kind of, for that, it kind of works as a sweatband. Oh yeah, I like, I like how we just like me and Matt put ours in the bucket. I don't want to um, explain too many things of the room because that's part it out because we needed the bucket. Yeah, yeah. For what we needed to do, having the blindfolds in there wasn't sort of great but yeah it was a it was a prison break one and it was quite interactive and there was a lot of stuff going on um and it was very fun and it was where i've had number two in escape room successes out of five I was slightly concerned there when you saying this is where i had number two and it's like no i number did number two in the room no i mean well i mean there was a toilet there but in the room 
I don't remember. The, the, there was a toilet in the room, actually. Yeah. Again, I don't want to don't don't want to say too much because it spoils. Because I'd suggest that if you're in Manchester, and you've got time, I'd give it a shot. Certainly. I mean, escape rooms are sort of all over, but in terms of sort of hosting and what was going on there, that was actually very very good. Escape reality is good as well, you know. I'll have to give that one a shot as well, because so between that, yeah, that's that's been fine. Some of them been some of the escape rooms have done have been gimmicky. Oh, they're bringing puppeteer. out a season-based one. They were telling me and Darius last time we were there. A season-based one? Yeah, um, like a Christmassy one type thing. Oh. Um, which is going to be multi-levels. Very interesting. That's oh. very interesting. That almost reminds me of that, that one we did in Berry. Not that we succeeded very well oh, to get one. to that point, but, you know... Like, which one in Buried is, like, two I've been to? <laughs> There'll be Time Race. Yeah, that, did have did... A, that did have a little underground level Yeah. For, for one of them, but, yeah. But, yeah, certainly that's, you know, that's that's the fun bit, and that's that's what leads, actually, on to the spot call question for the week. <gasps> you know, we are a gaming-focused podcast. We're a gaming-focused channel. We do do other things, occasionally. I kill parrots. You kill parrots. Very interesting. Minecraft parrot. Minecraft parrot. Sure. I just killed one, sir. Hmm. Yeah, I play Minecraft while we do podcasts. Yeah. I play Minecraft. I I mean, I just run around doing nothing. (laughs) Just mad. But, yeah, generally that's where we are. Gaming focus, and that's what we want to do. So, the reason I explain the escape room is because I just had this weird sort of idea. Some escape rooms are themed on major franchises. Sherlock. They had a limited one in London. Is a big um, Doctor example. Who one? Yeah, Doctor Who. I mean, to be honest, the Crystal Maze, and while not an escape room necessarily, I mean, actually, that being said, puzzle effectively games. they are, aren't they? They're all yeah, tiny they're escape not... rooms. They're just puzzle games, my man, anything else. Yeah, and you know that's that's where that's all come from. I mean, the the idea of the escape room really came from the Flash games, particularly a lot of a lot of escape rooms. Basis would be the old, and probably the first escape room game I ever played, which was called Viridian Room. I have no idea what that is. You were in a Viridian room. It was a green room, and you had to point and click around areas in order to escape it. And when you got out, it told you how long it took for you to get out, and that was that. Okay. But so, the question I had is, because we're a gaming podcast, what gaming franchise, if you had unlimited funds and you could build your own escape room based on a video game franchise, what one would it be? Okay, it'd have to be... It'll be somewhere down the lines of Dragon Age or... Um, I forgot what they're called now. Elder Scroll games. Okay. It'd be something like that. It'd be a medievalist type dungeon okay. slash potion-y thing. Mm. So would you play this as an outdoor room? I think it'd be about 50-50. Okay. Depending on this type of story you want for it. Because mm. it be, could be one where like you, you're breaking into a place and it's like you have to first break in to get them what you need, then break out. Right, okay. Because I know that as I know you sort of going back to Escape Reality, some of the lists of their games were outdoor. Escape Reality is outdoor. Not particularly the Manchester ones, but the part of their think. escape rooms are outdoor. Ah, I see. I've not played any one apart from the Manchester one, which are all indoor. Because mm, they're all in the print works in Manchester, aren't they? They used to be used to be elsewhere. You, and they didn't used to be called the uh, Escape Reality. What did they, they used to be, to be called? It used no the one what was um used to be near the arena next yeah. to that nightclub above the nightclub oh yeah it's that one right that's no longer okay. there and they own Skate Riella basically they got bought out by another company and then when they bought the other company out they made them change the, they changed all the names to Skate Riella okay fair dues fair enough so, going back to your Dragon Age 
Elder Scrolls themed one. Mm. I mean, how would you do the puzzles in that? Because I mean, you're not necessarily going to have padlock answers all over the place, are you? Um, there would be ones where you like have to mix certain things together and stuff like that. It's like you, it won't be like you mix mix it together. It'd be mm. like say you select these three jars or something like that, and then you have to put it in the thing. Like put it on a pedestal or something, and let's say there's like codes underneath it. What read the what? things you're trying to mix and I says see. if you got it right or something and then it goes yeah yeah you've got this mi- you've got you've made the sleeping potion for you could get into the guard room and then like the door will open for the guard room and as you walk in there'll be like mannequins on the floor and things like that of guards asleep mm. okay, or killed because you've used poison instead <laughs> so so i'd assume you would be the host of this one so would you be would this require require some sort of puppeteering then I mean, is that how else would the door open? I don't think it would, but I think for unlimited funds, I'd say no, you wouldn't need a puppeteering. Mm. If it was limited funding, then yeah, because you'd be having to watch them on the screen and make sure they've picked up the right jars and put it in the right place to be able to open the door. But if it was unlimited funding, no, you wouldn't really need it, because if you had the barcode underneath the jar or something and they have to put it in a specific location... <laughs> you could just have a scanner underneath that would scan that code, and then once all three codes have been scanned and they're still there, but basically you'll constantly scan it. So it always right. registers that item will be there, oh, that one will be there, and then it'll go, okay, these all three of these items are in this position, I can now open the door. And it'll like unlock the magnet on the door or whatever it is. Okie doke. Hmm. Be interesting then. Because ain't... Yeah, is that... I mean... To go into what we've got for escape rooms at the moment, common themes are either prison sort of, breaks, yeah, uh, prison breaks, haunted houses. I've not really done that many haunted houses, but a lot of it's like architect, not architect, but um, like Indiana Jones type style. Mm, the exotic adventures. Yeah, uh, and, and then you've like got um, robberies. Yeah, like 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 thief and museum shit like break-ins, yeah. raids, bank heists, vaults. Sort of stuff like that. So, I mean, it'd be a bit easy to... Like, for, for, for me, then, I guess. It'd be, it'd be a bit easy for something having, like, a, a payday-themed one or or something like that. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider would fit right into the exotic yeah, adventure. Tomb Raider, yeah, Tomb Raider would. Um, one which I like... It's like, the first time I ever knew about escape rooms, because it wasn't really a big thing in England at the time, mm. was Big Bang Fair. Yeah. Because they did it in that, and they did one what was really... Everything was in one room, you had to solve something to be able to find out, let's say something was behind a photo or something like that. Yeah. But um, I've never tr- done one like that. That is a... Yeah. It'd be very interesting. See, this is where I want to actually get more done myself, actually. I want to experience more. Trust me, there's loads of different ones. Mm. And different styles of all of it. It's like, um... Someone's... It's like, have you ever done any of the escape realities? No. In escape reality, they don't really, they'll watch you for, they don't really watch you, but there's security cameras in there, mm-hmm. in case you break anything, so they know they're charging you. But um, they give you a tablet, and for each of the, cl- every clue comes with a code, like a little scannable code. And you can right, use the tablet okay. to scan that code every, I think it's like every three, four minutes or five minutes to be able to scan a code. So you, are, you aren't limited to how many you can get, but you are limited by time by how many you can get. Because okay. you've got 60 you got sixty minutes to get in this thing, but every time you scan, you are locked out from being able to scan another, another one for like five minutes. So right. if you don't solve that one... Unable to solve another one within five minutes, you're basically going to be either stood there scanning different things constantly. Mm. See, but, I can't. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, I kind of like how sort of a lot of escape rooms have their different ways of hint giving as well. Yeah. Um, There's um, like the one we did yesterday. I've done a, quite a few that do that where yeah, it's basically they're it watching you on camera. It? Yeah, they're watching you on camera, and a lot of them don't have mics, so they can't hear you. Mm. Or some of them will go, I can hear you, but I'll only be paying attention to when you go, give us a clue. Or you have to say a certain phrase for them to give you a clue. Mm. 
So what I thought was what I found interesting with the Clue HQ one we did that the room was can only assume the room was miked. Oh yeah, she did say because I, I mean she said she could it. hear us and see us. Yeah. At uh, at the same time, which meant you know there wasn't because I mean like one of the like escape rooms that we had it was was camera there was a camera feed, but we were given mm. a walkie-talkie. Yeah. So, you know you could sort of communicate well. like that. Um, another one, the the time race one that we did, there was a specific area of the room where we had to go back to, to speak with, oh, the, yeah, with was, the host on that one. Um, the ones I did in Austin when I first did an escape room, mm. them them ones had in the beginning room where you begin in, you will have a monitor on the screen which yeah. has your time and that on it. But if you have to end up leaving that room, like in one of the prison breaks, I believe, you end up going to, like, a panel in the wall and then breaking into, like, the lounge or the... Not the lounge, but the office quarters of the... I forgot what, the warden? I forgot mm. what, what. Warden's or, the warden's office. Yeah, you kind of get into the warden's office. and But from there, you can't see the screen. Mm. So you have to you either get someone to go back and if you want a clue, ask for the clue and then sit there and look at the screen and shout it back through it for years. Yeah. Or you just had to find the key that unlocked the door between the warden's office and the corridor mm. to your cells. Yeah. See, that's... Yeah, you see, that's my... I guess if I was to go on this, because I'm trying to think of something that's like... Hmm. I wonder if one could... See, I don't know many escape rooms where there is sort of actors... See, I've never done an escape room like that, but I know there is escape rooms like that. Though, but they normally have like one actor in it or something like that. Yeah, and Which, sometimes, well, we've actually done one like that. Actually, we, we did. Yeah, um, the the we company did, the Movie Escape. Yeah, they have live actors in there. So, yeah, so we had one who was his actor was he was a bartender of the cantina. Mm. So it was it was a way of being able to monitor the room live. Because that one didn't have cameras all over the place. No. So, so in order to sort of relay clues if we needed them or anything like that, that was done on a sort of a face-to-face basis. But the host was in character the entire time. Yes. So, you know, that... Uh, oh, I'm still trying to think of a sort of a, a game series, to be honest. No, I think it would just have know- to be a sort of a, a Tomb Raider-style sort of thing, but maybe with with a live actor, maybe have someone who is Lara Croft. And they'll be giving you the hints as you go along if you need it or something. Yeah, yeah, so you could sort of do it as like a sort of a training thing. Maybe maybe an older Lara Croft has decided that her Tomb Raiding days are done but wants to keep the Croft name or something like that, so you're, you're an up-and-coming archaeologist who needs to get through these tombs and She's got some sort of training environment to help you do it safely. So does it in the form of a, of an escape game. So, yeah. You see, that's that's the thing. It's, you know, there's, there's plenty of stuff that you could do. I mean, sci-fi games, easy, easy to do. So Mass Effect inspired ones, X series. I mean, for those who are horror inclined, you could bring back a Dead Space or a Resident Evil style room. Well, I've done like a um, Jigsaw room. Before. Yeah. That's a really common one to actually find, to be honest. Yeah, sort of the yeah, so so less the the haunted house sort of rooms and more sort of the, uh, the serial killer, thing. yeah, sort of rooms. I mean, I'm sort of very intrigued as well with 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 some of them. Again, I go back to that one that we did last last night. Rooms where escaping isn't necessarily the aim. True. So there has been ones where. In the game, it was basically you to break in and get the item that you need and just come out the way you came. Yeah, I mean, there was. I think there's there's one. I don't know. Someone someone told me about it, but it wasn't necessarily. There was a high score challenge. You had your sixty minutes, um, but your aim was to break in to a vault, and you were scored based on how much money you could take out. Oh, see, I've not done anything like that before that escaping. Yeah, so it's an it's an interesting one that's on there. I mean, that one the 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 CSI panic room one that's in there is that you have sixty minutes to solve the murder, not to escape. Oh yeah, I've 
done a few like that. So, you know, there's that. And, you know, diffuse a bomb. That's one things. of the other rooms in that place. Have, they? Yeah. yeah. And See, I've not really done one like that before. So, sort of like them, they're sort of, a, yeah, I like those sort of ideas, but, you know, it's, it's nice. Maybe what we're saying in this in this podcast is Jesus Christ escape rooms in the right hands are fucking fun and you should go I was going to say, there's, there's ones which I've been to, like, both of the ones I've been in Berry, I'd say no, don't go to again. Mm. Not the fact that they're poor quality or they're poorly made, it's the fact that you, the ones where people have to watch you and man you for it, mm. I don't think are that well done. Because if you block the camera for any other reason, let's say you stood in the way of it, or there's a big group of you and some of you are stood in the way, they can't see what you're doing on that camera. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the one. The one the one we didn't bury was a it was a Fallout inspired one, and yeah. it was ambitious. Don't don't get me wrong on that. It was very ambitious and it was actually fought out for the most part. Um, there was an issue with a puzzle which really to us made sense. But oh, that wasn't was the correct. one with the fern ferns and stuff like that, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um I mean the in 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 contrast to the one that we did yesterday, the thing that caught us off guard the most was a fucking maths problem. But that didn't really catch us off as she even said when she was she went you were thinking it even sort of ways yeah. when no one else yeah, it was more, actually yeah. thought of it. Yeah, we did we did the old escape room classic which is overthinking the puzzle. It's not an old, it's not a classic, it's us. So for us it's classic. <laughs> True. So it's a classic uh, Imi gamer style. Yeah, yeah, we overthink about anything that we do. But um no, it was you know, the 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 thing on that, it was very ambitious in the fact that the guy admitted to us afterwards that everything in that escape room, and I say escape room, it was more escape building at that point. Oh yeah, for the size that that room was, yeah. Yeah, and so it was, everything was manually operated. He had a he had a text-to-speak computer where the hints were given. Mm. Every door was puppeteered. Sort yeah. of strings and levers and stuff like that to activate stuff and move it. And then the the last door was manually just a big giant vault door. Yeah. We didn't get close. We weren't but, that far actually. Uh yeah. I mean, I guess in distance we weren't that far, but in terms of the fact that we were supposed to be memorizing an overarching puzzle all the way through, which I don't think would have been that hard. Mm, probably not. But then I don't think most people who play games like that, well, I say games like that, but escape rooms, tend to know, if you know what, if you know roughly what it's going to be in, and you roughly know, okay, from what I've heard, I have to remember this whole thing, mm. then yeah, you're going to expect that, but if you're not going to expect it, you are going to be wanting people to get to the end and go, okay, we need to figure out the map of the, layout of the build, it, the way we've moved, to make out whatever we need to do it, and it, to be honest, that's not that hard to figure out. Unless you've got, like, a whole floor for yourself, and then it'll be a bit of a difficult thing. Yeah. Because what, we had one, two, three, four, five rooms in that whole escape room that you're on about. Hmm. Where I've done ones where you've gone from being an actual room to going through a tube. Because you're basically being told, you're climbing through this vent to get somewhere. So you have to climb through the vent to then get into this other room where you can stand. Hmm. I mean that would that would bloody concern me. <laughs> they, they normally are quite really big holes, and half of it you could probably just duck under and just walk through. Mm. Oh, there is one of them things where it's like well, people come in all shapes and sizes. We can't expect someone. To, you, you, we have to at least ask you to come with a person about this size and this length. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Minimum height mm. or maximum height, maximum width. Mm-hmm. Girth. Please come with a party that can at least fit in a in a vent. <laughs> Please bring one small child who can crawl through dusty holes. Yeah, sounds uh, possible. Yeah, so that was the escape room appreciation podcast. But uh, you know, if you've got any sort of games that you'd think would make great escape rooms that aren't already there, I think 
To be honest, I'm quite surprised no one started making escape room computer game. Because mm. if people are happily enough to pay £15 a pop per head plus, sometimes yeah. less, to just yeah. play it like that, I'm assuming a lot of people happily play it at home on the PCs or on the TV controllers on a DVD or something like that. VR, I yeah. reckon, could be... Room-scale VR would be an interesting way of doing things for for escape rooms. You could do an escape room in the, in the same style of uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. Ooh, campaign-based. Yeah. Escape rooms. Where instead and, of being an escape room, it could be like an escape dungeon or escape cave. And you're trying to get away from like the goblins or whatever that live in it that captured you and put you there to begin with. Yeah. So it's an idea. So uh, yeah, if you if you only got any uh, escape rooms, leave a comment. Yeah. Even if you haven't got an escape room, leave a comment. Yeah. Tell us where we... you live. We'll we'll find an escape room. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the wrap up. So yeah, cheers initially. Oh, sorry. Initially, first of all, cheers, Steph, for yeah. being here. Yeah. It was either be here or be in bed. <laughs> Well, it's nice to see that you chose the non-bed option. It's more the fact that I've been in bed too long. Uh, well, that's also good. But uh, yeah, if you liked what you heard, please like, share, subscribe, leave said comment, ring the bell so that you can see when all the other videos come out, if YouTube allows you. And uh, yeah, we're also on the podcasts, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also, just an RSS feed for if you just want to download the podcast to your ear holes. There's that as well. Keep an eye out on the social media links. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter. It's all in the description on all formats. And keep an eye out for the schedule for stuff for the YouTube channel. So, Tuesdays, podcasts, hello. We're going to skip Wednesday. Wednesday's cancelled. Thursdays. Uh, team fight Thursdays, where we got more team fight tactics, and we seem to be getting oddly successful. It's quite concerning how many games we're getting into the top spaces. I'd like to point out, I am slowly working my way up to get into somewhere. Yeah. I will not be bronze all my life. Yeah, I'm so close to gold, I should just get back to it and, and go for well, it. I- I'll be closer if Duncan played my account, man. That... <laughs> Moving on, uh, Fridays <laughs> is play session. No, it's not. Wait, what's what what's Fridays? Fridays is uh, War Table. Is it War Table? It is War Table. Westy's still going strong in that XCOM 2. And highly suggested because he's going to be very, very busy soon to record a buffer. But, you well, know. What's happening soon? Christmas overtime. Oh, yeah. So maybe record a couple of sessions and then just, you know edit them that way, and then just have them there. So that's that. Saturdays is play session. Or, as it was last weekend, something immaterially different. Or even an immaterial take on if we feel very opinionated. Hmm. I always have an opinion. Yeah, that's where we should probably also say that maybe coming soon, just random points, when we decide to be opinionated enough on a particular news story that's not very long form like Immaterial Take On will end up being, everyone's been provided with the means to talk about something and ramble on for a few minutes. For example, I remember when we started the podcast and it a whole thing with PlayStation across platform, and it was mm-hmm. like, everyone just sat there slagging them off, and I'm, stood, I'm sat there going, well, it could be because of this, 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 or this. Yeah. I would assume it would be because of, I think at the time my own argument for it was, the security level of it all. Because mm. basically you're opening it up to their backdoor as well as your backdoor. Yeah. yeah. It could also be just hit pieces on developers that just can't seem to do things right. Like, for example, Bioware. Have you heard their, uh, they've abandoned their roadmap now? Oh, yeah. Just, just it's gone. Updates, whenever they feel like it now. That, that happened quite a bit ago, didn't it? Uh, no, it came out over the coming week. They they delayed the roadmap. Now they've just cancelled it. I feel like 
we we spoke about this before. Like this is what's just gonna happen. They're gonna get rid of it all. And... Oh yeah, so, yeah. I so... feel like I feel like we predicted and it's just come true. And I've just believed we. That's what we've said for all along. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sounds right. We yeah, we'll go with predicted it. We were the doomsayers. It was us all along. But um, it's always me. Yeah. So imopinionated. I don't know. Working title could happen at any point. But Sundays. Has Darius actually left anything in the folder? Let me just have a look. Sibling he said he'll be editing today. I ah, believe. perfect. Sibling rivalry will be coming back eventually. Woo! But yeah, because I mentioned him yesterday and he said, yeah, he's going to try getting through it a bit of it. I'll have at least most of it today. Cool, cool. But then cool, I've not cool. seen him come online, so I have no idea what he's doing. No. Oh, well. What happens and... when you get a lovely... Yeah. And then finally, Mondays. For those who are missing the sibling rivalry uh, stylings of Duncan and Andrea, at least they're there on the Mondays with Better Together. Episode 5 has come out. It's uh, it's an actual fight this time. No more practice battles. Are they actually fighting each other now? Well, they're not fighting each other. But they're no. actually... They're, no, Better Together. It's not, it's not a competitive experience. They're no. cooperatively going through Fire, Fire Emblem in three houses. And they're actually oh. at their first real fight. Oh. Oh. I want to see them murder each other. No, that, that's sibling rivalry. They don't really murder each other. Well, they, they compete against each other. There should be more arguments. More faces. No. More well, aggression. No, they, they shouldn't. Don't, they should don't, be. don't do that. But, uh... Yeah. Stop. It's <laughs> meant to be a rivalry. No, they, they need a rivalry like Ash and... Gary yeah, sliding each other on. off and rivalry, not murderous rampage. I don't mean murderous rampage, and you kind of know what I mean when I start saying Ash Ketchum and Gary. Yeah. Where basically just think the other person is really incapable of being able to do whatever they're doing. But yeah, one of them needs to be the underdog, and I believe it should be Duncan. <laughs> and after twenty-five years, after twenty-two years, we'll finally let him win one. Sure. Why, it worked for Ash Ketchum, it should work for Duncan. The only issue is Duncan would have to age, we can't really do what they did to Ash Ketchum. Ah, typical. Right, well, that's that's us wrapped up. So I guess it's safe to say that until next time, and next week... Oh, until someone in in, in our audience can give me the youth serum. Mm. Yeah, we can't do that. Please, for God's sake, don't kill each other. Kill the numbers. Listen to us for one week, please. Just for once in your life. Has anyone has anyone been murdered recently since we've started? No. They we're doing good so far. <laughs> but, but anyway. Well, we we can't stop death. We we want to stop mass murders. More than murders. Yeah. So until then, we'll we'll see you. Mass vacuuming, mass vacuuming.